Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bullock, your host. And first, I'd like to tell everybody Happy New Year. We just got back to work this week, and so I'm a little bit shell-shocked. But besides that, we're good to go. If you listened to our podcast last week, we talked about new goals for the year and New Year's resolutions and how goals differ than resolutions and kind of setting professional goals for yourself. We do all those with our therapists here at PDT every year, and there's an expectation that our therapist and everybody that works here will do that. And so we did a whole podcast on setting goals for yourself. So if you didn't hear it, check it out. It's got lots of good information in there. And it basically is a plan of care for yourself. So in that therapy world. That's what we do all the time. So that makes sense to us. This week, though, we are talking about one of our core competencies. At PDT, we have a set of core competencies that we adopted a while back. So we thought it might be interesting to go through those and sort of explore each one individually. And this week, we're going to talk about commitment to continuous learning. And normally, when I talk about commitment to continuous learning with people, their first reaction is, oh, CEUs or Continuous Education Units. That's what CEU stands for, in case you didn't know. So normally that's what people think when we talk about commitment to continuous learning is CEUs. But actually, it's a whole lot more than that. And so when you really start to think about it and work on that topic with people, then I think their attitude and how they understand commitment to continuous learning changes. So when you really start to think about it, your idea and what you understand about commitment to continuous learning broadens from just the understanding of CEUs to lifelong learning. So we're going to talk all about that today. First, let's just start with a definition of what is commitment to continuous learning. It's more than just checking off CEUs and saying, okay, well, I've met my CEU requirements. I can maintain my speech therapy, my occupational, my physical therapy license for this year. It's much more than that. Commitment to continuous learning is a commitment to being teachable. And in doing that, you're constantly improving yourself. So I think the key word in this sentence, though, is in my mind is teachable. A mindset for being teachable basically makes you so that you have positioned yourself to be a learner. And in doing that, it makes you open and see opportunities for you to learn all day. And so I I think it's really important as you're looking at this idea about commitment to continuous learning, that you uh, sort of have a mindset or be mindful of being teachable. Teachable to me is the key word in this whole phrase. So no matter where you are in your career, a brand new grad, for example, let's just start with them first. You got to learn a lot, a ton as a brand new grad. You've just graduated from school and any fill in the blank, mostly for us for this podcast, we talk about therapists and therapy, but you could really fill the therapist blank in with any profession, lawyer, doctor, teacher, it doesn't matter. If you're a brand new grad, then you got to learn a lot. You basically got to learn the basics, how to work, how to be a therapist, how to do this job. Everywhere you go, you got a lot to learn. So the learning thing is constantly in your face. And you need to just go ahead, in my opinion, name it, identify it, own it, and say, I got a lot to learn. And every day I'm learning more and more and more. And so you kind of, well, if you're a good new grad, you should have a mindset of being teachable because you do have so much to learn. So it's kind of easy, in my opinion, at that point. Nobody's looking at you to know it all. You don't know it all because you just got here. So it's easy. 
When I first got out of grad school, I was trying to figure out about where I was going to go work and what I was going to do. And I was thinking, okay, where can I make the most money? And what would be my best schedule? And, you know, do I like the apartments at this place? Or do I like them over here? I really wasn't thinking about my career as much. And so my dad said, well, like I kind of knew this information already and I didn't know this, but anyway, I went along with it and maybe he thinks I'm smarter than I am. But he said, well, Hayden, you're looking for a job where you can learn something, right? And I said, yeah, I sure am right. That's exactly what I'm doing. And he said, because you really have a lot to learn. Your first job should be a continuation of your graduate career. And I said, yeah, 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 that's, that's exactly what I'm doing. That's a great idea. Sure, yep, I'm all about some of that. And so I wasn't doing that at all. But then I started to do that, and it changed where I started applying and where I was going to work and everything. So I think as a new grad, you really need to look at that first job as a continuation of your college career. And where can you learn a lot? Where are they going to let you learn a lot? And you need to go look for a place where that teachable attitude is accepted and kind of encouraged. That's my two cents on that. The same applies to an experienced professional. Even if you've been a physical, occupational, speech therapist for a while, if you change jobs, change environments, change anything, you still have a lot to learn. And so I think if you have an attitude of being teachable, then it's just going to set you up to be probably more successful. You maybe don't have as much to learn about therapy, but you have a lot to learn about therapy in that particular environment that you've moved into. And so to me, that's still all commitment to continuous learning. And for myself here at PDT, I would incorporate all that into our part of our core competencies. And when I was working with that individual, I would make sure that we talked about it because they have a lot to learn. And so I would want to support that and help them as much as possible. And I would look for them to be thinking on the same lines. All of that's commitment to continuous learning. So as you develop in your career, as your career progresses, then commitment to continuous learning and what that means changes a little bit. The basic, the meaning of being teachable and lifelong learning doesn't change, but how you apply those to your career changes. So at first, brand new grad or professional who just changed a job, you've got a lot to learn in every area about basically what you're doing every day. Once you figured out, hey, look, I can do this job. I can be a therapist. New grad figures out, I can do this. I can be a therapist. I can do this. I'm, I like it. Then suddenly you want to start learning about how to do better therapy. You want to improve your therapy and you really want to get better. You want to get better at your craft. In doing that, you've got to pick opportunities to learn and help you develop. But sort of your uh, concept of commitment to continuous learning changes from just, I got to figure out how to do this job to, I want to get better at being a therapist. And that's really where your focus is. And then as you develop and move along in your career or profession, then you decide that you want to specialize and you specialize in certain areas of therapy. You think, okay, I love this type of therapy or I love that type of therapy or I really want to do this more, do that more, whatever it is. But then you start to really want to specialize in certain areas. And again, your focus of commitment to continuous learning changes again there as well. So I think as you develop in your career and in your profession, you're always teachable and it's lifelong learning, but what you focus on changes as you develop as a professional. So what are the benefits of commitment to continuous learning? Why does it benefit you to look at this topic a little more broadly than just CEUs? And the benefits of those are it gives you insight into kind of who you are, because if you are teachable and you want to learn, then you're going to have to do some self-reflection and think about, okay, where do I need to learn? What am I good at? What do I need to work on? And so as you do that, then you sort of decide areas that you'd like to learn more about so that it helps you improve. Really, another way to say that is it just keeps you honest. You know, if you're from the South, you've ever heard that? I don't know, but 
I have my whole life, it just keeps you honest, meaning it just makes you take a real look at yourself and think, okay, how am I doing in certain areas? And then I want to learn more about this particular area so that I can improve. That's what that means to me. Another benefit is it gives you confidence. So you kind of, in that sort of self-assessment, and when you're thinking about areas to improve on and, and learn about and do, you can sort of understand, okay, well, you know, I'm not so bad about this, or I, I learned about this a couple years ago, or I worked with this individual, and they taught me a lot about this, and so I feel pretty good about this area. So it kind of gives you some confidence, makes you feel like, yeah, I can do this. I always think that more education is a good thing, not a bad thing. I've always said that my whole life, and so I think the more you learn, you just naturally going to have more confidence in certain areas. And I think the third benefit to everybody is if you've got a plan or a, an idea about how you want to improve yourself and areas that you want to learn in and things that you want to do, I think that automatically sets you apart as different, better than your peers. So for example, if you're working with your supervisor and you come to them and say, hey, this is an area of a weakness and I really want to learn more about this and I found this opportunity, this webinar, or I've been listening to these podcasts or I've got these books on tape or whatever it is, then I think that automatically just sets you apart because it's going to tell your employer that I'm invested in what I'm doing, I'm excited about what I'm doing, and I like what I'm doing, but I've also taken a good self-assessment and I know that this is an area I need to improve upon. That's automatically going to set you up as, dag, that person's a go-getter in very um, layman's terms, but it's definitely going to set you up as somebody who's doing a good job and has basically got it going on. Okay, so now how do we make this happen? We need to be teachable, and that means being a daily learner. If you're a daily learner, every situation and every opportunity that you find yourself in has an opportunity for you to learn something. So to me, that's like a huge choice we make every day is being teachable and looking at each situation as an opportunity. It's also a very positive way to look at the situation. You know, I've found myself in situations I wasn't that excited about, maybe places where I was working where I wasn't that excited about working there at that particular moment. And I learned a ton. So I think just being open and being teachable and recognizing that every day you can learn something is how to be teachable. And I find myself in this situation more frequently every single day, but being okay with not being the smartest person in the room. Very rarely nowadays do I look around and find myself the smartest person in the room. Actually, I don't know if I've ever looked around and found myself to be the smartest person in the room. Like, let's just be honest. But just being okay with it. And I am totally okay with it because it's, it was actually a great experience to look around or be with people who are significantly smarter than you. There's amazing things that you learn and amazing opportunities that come your way. So I think being okay with it and saying, you know, I have no idea. Sometimes when I say I have no idea how we're going to figure this out and I look at others, I learn more and have a great positive experiences. So I think, you know, saying, I just don't really know, but we're going to figure this out. What do you think? Get you a long way in this life and you learn a ton and great opportunities come from that. So that's one way. How do you make commitment to continuous learning happen? How do you sort of embrace this concept and and have it a part of your daily professional life. And that's one way, being teachable. Another is just paying attention. Basically, that means just paying attention to people who are around you. I've learned more from people around me who I thought were doing a good job and people who I thought maybe weren't quite so good at it just by paying attention. I've honestly learned more from teacher's assistants 
than I have almost anybody in this profession in the last 20 some plus years. And one way to do that is to just really just to pay attention. This one particular teacher's assistant that I worked with years ago, she would make the most incredible communication boxes or a kind of almost toys for these kids. She'd make them out of cardboard boxes. I can remember one time that this lady made this entire like McDonald's or fast food thing out of a cardboard box because this little girl was in a wheelchair and she had very limited hand movement and very limited body movement and couldn't do a lot. But the little girl loved to play house, but she couldn't really get up to the dollhouse to play with it in the classroom. And she couldn't really hold baby dolls. She couldn't dress the Barbie. She couldn't do any of that stuff. But she loved to play house and she loved to play the little girly stuff like that. And so this teacher's assistant, having no resources whatsoever, took cardboard boxes that she had at her house and created this whole little cutout McDonald's. And she cut out these little paper doll figures that she tied to the McDonald's with ribbons. So when they dropped off the side of the chair, the little girl could get them back because her hand movements were very limited. And she was sometimes would drop what she had was holding, but and then she couldn't bend down to pick it up. So she would tie the little people to the side of the McDonald's with little strings and little tiny food. And this little girl was in hog heaven. And this teacher was, in my opinion, brilliant. But I've learned amazing ideas from people like that just because I paid attention and I figured out, man, that woman is a genius. And so I tried to start spending more time with her. <laughs> and she taught me a ton. So I think just paying attention to people and opportunities around you. I didn't always learn as much from a big formal class as I did from just people and what they were doing, the smart, good ideas. I tell this to people all the time. I'll identify good, smart ideas, and I'll give credit to people for a little while, but then I'll forget that it's their idea, and I'll start taking credit for it. So most of my good ideas were not my good ideas. I've just forgotten who told it to me, and I've been using it for so long now, I think they're my own. But really, they weren't. Then that's just paying attention to people, and also being mindful and present and opportunities that, to present themselves throughout the day. And another thing is just trying new environments. So say you've never done a home visit. And you're not that excited about doing home visits. But I think saying no to the opportunity to do home visits is a mistake because you've sort of robbed yourself of a learning opportunity because it's something new to do. You may not love it, but if you have never tried it, you really don't know. So you can't have an opinion. And so you need to try new things because I think it gives you the opportunity to learn something. If you don't like it, you don't necessarily have to go back. But you've, hey, you tried it and probably you're going to learn something. So I think that's important also to think about. And then also another how is to communicate, ask questions. I've done lots of CFYs through the year, clinical fellowships for speech language pathologists. And so some of the best clinical fellows that I've had, and I can specifically remember uh, them were extremely demanding. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that very positively, but they would call me and hound me and email me and text me. And this is a lot of times, some of this is before the days of email and text, but they would call me a lot and they would say, Hayden, hey, look, remember, we're going to work with little Jojo on this particular issue, or you said you're going to show me these chewing exercises, or we're working with a child with a praxy, or, uh, you know, they missed last week, we were going to do it this week, or are you going to be there? And we got to do this. And they were very, very demanding. But what happened was they learned a lot. Because we worked together a lot. We problem-solved through things together a lot. I didn't necessarily have all the answers. Sometimes they had the answers. But my brain and their brain together, you know, is a learning opportunity for myself and for them. And I think some of those were the best and most rich CFYs 
I have done or had the opportunity to do because the people were very demanding. And also for myself, and if I have been in situations where I didn't know a lot about a diagnosis or I was working in a particular area, I remember, especially when I first started working a, a long time ago, sensory integration or kids who had sensory problems, I didn't know a lot about that. And so I just paired myself up with OTs and others who knew a lot about that and would just hound them and probably bug the mess out of them. And But hey, it worked for me because I learned a lot. So I think just being demanding, but in a very professional, positive, hey, I just want to learn kind of way is huge. And I think if you're not that, you rob yourself of opportunities and they're all around you. So I think just paying attention, asking questions, talking to people, being present, all are great ways for you to learn. I think also as you're paying attention and pairing yourself up with people and being demanding and communicating, you have to do all that with a plan. You don't want to be too random when you're communicating with others or pairing yourself up with others. You need to sort of have a plan about particular areas that you'd like to learn about. So you you do have to that, I think that self-assessment and sort of taking a good inventory and understanding, you know, areas that you really want to improve upon, that's important when you're being teachable. It's because you do need to have a sort of a plan and a particular area that you're trying to focus on. So that's important. And I think taking ownership of it and recognizing, hey, I'm responsible for what I'm going to learn and nobody else is going to do it for me and saying, this is an area I would like to learn about and this is an area where I would like to improve. So don't wait on other people to do that. You take ownership of it and you move forward and advance. There you go. So as we think about commitment to continuous learning, you know, we've talked about communicating with others, paying attention to what's going on around you, being a daily learner, being teachable. You know, we've talked about all this. So to sum it all up, really learning opportunities are everywhere. And if you start to think about commitment to continuous learning as broader than just CE requirements, then it's really easy to understand that you do have opportunities to learn everywhere. And then you can start taking some action and act upon those opportunities. And so I hope if you don't take anything else away from this podcast, you just take away an idea of continuous learning is broader than just CEUs. In the same breath, though, let me also say this. Formal opportunities are a good thing. So I'm not downplaying formal learning opportunities. I think they're great. I mean, they're fabulous. I love, love, love to go to one, two, three day long, sometimes five day long seminars if I get the opportunity, which is rare, but phenomenal if I do, where I get to learn a lot about one particular topic. I think that's fantastic. And I completely think everybody should do that. We have to anyway, because we have to have our continuing education requirements or units. But if you just think about commitment to continuous learning in that narrow window or that narrow way of formal learning opportunities, you're depriving yourself of a lot of opportunities. So that's one way to learn. Webinars and podcasts are like this one podcast. They are great opportunities. There's tons of webinars that are short, one hour, two hour. You could do it on your lunch break. You can watch a webinar as you're running on the treadmill. You can listen to podcasts when you're running on the treadmill. That's like my most favorite thing to do. If you have a commute or you're doing several home visits, you can listen to podcasts in the car. So I think those are all learning opportunities. And even though it's not a formal class, recognize it for what it is. You're learning something. It's helping you become a better therapist or better professional. So those are learning opportunities. I think also we've talked about peers and just paying attention to people around you. But again, I can't emphasize enough how important that is. And I've never done a CFY or I've never worked with a brand new grad where I haven't learned a ton. So working with new grads or working with experienced people, I wouldn't shortchange anybody. There's lots of opportunities to learn with an open, teachable 
attitude and mindset. Also, company in services. Even in services where maybe the PT, a physical therapist is leading it and you're a speech therapist, you're still going to learn something because you're treating the whole patient. And for us, we talk about the whole child. So even if the physical therapist is talking about torticollis, we had that here at PDT in service on torticollis not too long ago, and I learned a ton. Now, I don't ever see a patient with torticollis. I'm a speech therapist. I'm not going to ever do that, but I'm still going to treat the whole child. And so it's an area of pediatrics. It's an area here that we at PDT, there's therapists that work with babies who have torticollis. And so I really enjoy learning about it because I'm going to treat the whole child. So even things that you think may not apply to you directly are still opportunities for you to learn and you will learn something from them. And computer and technology. You know, if you've got electronic medical records, then you've got a computer that you're carrying around with you all the time. And so you can Google it. You know, if you're working with a child with a syndrome that's very rare and you haven't seen a child with that particular syndrome ever, Google it and look it up right then. Uh, one of the worst mistakes in my career that I ever made was going to an IEP meeting unprepared where this child had a rare syndrome and I didn't look it up in advance and I ended up looking like a big old fat dummy in that meeting. And I would never let that happen again. So that's one hard way to learn the lesson. But that's commitment to continuous learning. So Google it. Back in the old days, I couldn't Google it, but I can now. So recognize what you've got. You've also got a computer in your pocket that's called a phone. So if you don't have a computer right there with you, you can use your phone and look up what you need. So that's also just using your resources and commitment to continuous learning. So even though those learning opportunities, maybe just reading about a rare syndrome or reading about a treatment idea or a treatment protocol or something like that, even though it's maybe a short little span of time is still a learning opportunity and you just don't want to miss it. So you want to use your resources to do that. So one of the main takeaways from this whole podcast is basically taking some responsibility for areas you'd like to learn in, areas you'd like to grow in and develop and learn, and being an intentional learner. And by being intentional about what you want to learn and how you want to improve, then you're setting yourself up for success by being teachable and being a lifelong learner. And here at PDT, that's what we've done. We've made commitment to continuous learning a core competency. We've made it an intentional part of our daily professional lives. And we've identified it as one area where we need to really focus on. And I think to grow as a professional overall, it's an area that everybody needs to focus on. If you don't, and you're not intentional about it, it's easy to miss opportunities and it's easy to not really work on improving yourself. If you just let it happen, then it's not as planned and it's not as organized. And so I don't think you get as much out of your learning opportunities and you miss opportunities. So I think by making commitment to continuous learning something that's intentional and that you put energy and effort on and, and understand and work on, then you have more opportunities and you get more out of your learning opportunities and you recognize them. So that's the basic message of this whole podcast. And it's something I hope that I have personally been a lifelong learner. I really enjoy working with other people because I learn a lot every time. And I enjoy working with a variety of parents because I learn a lot from them every time as well. So I think it's just something that to grow as a professional overall, it's something that really never ends. So talking about commitment to continuous learning, other podcasts that we've done, you can check those out on our website, www.pediatricdt.com. 
and we are on iTunes and Stitcher. We have a variety of topics, such as the one, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we did last week on goal planning, but also therapy ideas for physical, occupational, speech therapy, various therapy topics, all kinds of learning opportunities. So that's one resource for you right there. Hope you'll listen, subscribe to our podcast, and stay in touch with the latest information. Again, thank you for your time today. I enjoyed it, and I'll catch you on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 